Welcome, Welcome to Two Doulas Talk. This is Ingharad. And this is Erica. We're a monthly unscripted conversation between two doulas. Hello. Hello. So much better. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my love. Who are listening? We record this on Anchor, and we just tried to do it, and Anchor's music would not stop, and it was very annoying. <laughs> but only <laughs> I couldn't hear it. What'd you say? But only Ang Harrod could hear it. I couldn't hear it. You could not. Only I could. Hello, Erica Davis. Hello, Ang Harrod Hollingworth. How are you? I'm pretty okay. I had a, the worst i've ever had last night oh it was the, the absolute worst Ooh. how are you feeling today i think it might have been my first one um i'm feeling slow today yeah i feel you you i am you know i'm feeling a million things i'm feeling like really um like excited because I just got off the phone with a lawyer who's like helping me with like business stuff so like that feels exciting I know but then you know this morning I sent out (laughs) but then this morning I sent out my patreon newsletter and I said that I was feeling tired and scared like this election cycle is probably I would say one of the scariest that I've been in and So I'm also sort of sitting with that. So it's weird to be like, you know, planning for 2021 and also like sitting in the realities of the litter. It's not even a shit show. It is a crumbling of the. (laughs) That's happening. Are you there? Uh Uh-oh. I think I lost Inherit, everybody. Or maybe Inherit can hear me, but I can't hear her. Yeah. Oh, there you are. I got these new headphones and the microphone is not working, so. Oh, sucks. I don't know. Time to return those. I guess so. Time to find the um seat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you paid for it on a card, they can look it up. Oh, good. Okay. Smart. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was saying that um, it's a, it is a really complex time to be alive. That is, it's hard to have like personal successes and um, feel the gravity of the reality we live in. Yeah. Um, one of the people, um, one of my patrons commented that, I mean, they're also a queer person and um a same-sex relationship who just has a marriage and like you just got married too like it feels fragile like it feels unstable and not because of the love that we have for our partners but because of the the world we live in I know and she was like you know I have a silver lining I was like I I I I I am not I don't because like I was crushed I wasn't crushed in 2016 like I had a feeling that Hillary was going to lose just based on the comfort that people had um, yeah, with the orange man, but she was like, yeah, my mom always says like, I have to have a silver lining 
because otherwise the like the weight of it is crushing and I was like oh yeah yeah so I'm like literally trying to like dig myself under from under that weight and yeah also like celebrating good things but it just feels very yeah Yeah. hard as fuck hard as I think this I agree and like this is like, this all feels like it is going to connect to the topic that we're talking about today. But I, um, I feel that too, as a queer woman who's like just married, right? Like we are now undergoing writing like several legal documents that Mm -hmm. will, that will like ultimately protect us in the way that a marriage certificate can, a marriage license can, but we're doing it. You mean should? Uh, You're right. Should. It should protect you. That document that we all have. Right. Yeah. But like, it doesn't, you know, a power of attorney and a power of medical and a power of financial and a will and like all of these things. It is like, dang, I just have to do this to like, make sure that if I accidentally end up in the ER, like, and in a life saving, a life emergency situation that like my wife is able to come into the room. Mm hmm. (laughs) Like what? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also the thing that we're going to do. And the thing that's crazy to think about is that when we record this in November, we will have hopefully a new president. Oh my gosh. I hadn't even thought Or we'll be living in the throes of like, oh, huh? This is our like last one before the election. Yeah. Also, this is our first one in two months. So, you know, maybe we won't actually Shit got real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? This could be our last one. We could have fleed. <laughs> fleed like, north. It's the, it's the beauty. Yeah. It's the beauty of living so close to Canada is that we, we can flee north if we need to. Yeah. Yeah. I keep joking with people that I'm going to move to Wales and I'll take my wife and in three years she'll become a citizen and then we'll divorce each other and then come back and marry other people and then bring them over and like eventually like just move everybody over through a series of divorces and marriages. Do you have dual citizenship? I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, that's such a lovely thing. It is. Yeah. I mean, the UK is not much better right now, but it is better. Yeah. Anyway, so what are we talking about today? (laughs) (laughs) And dear sweet listener, I should remind you that the conversation that we're having right now, though it sounds like Inherit and I are just catching up, is relevant to doula work and to birth work because like if you're doing birth work, you are doing activism work. Like like it doesn't matter if you're a full spectrum doula or if you just do birth like the act of helping people navigate a system that's not made for us um, is, is political. So yep, and like knowing what's happening and how it affects people's lives is like our job. Yeah, for sure. And this is really happening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're not Uh, in a nightmare, even though it feels like that. Welcome to our unscripted podcast individuals. So (laughs) Um, Fuck. this is how we roll. <laughs> Fuck. I'm also eating mac and cheese as we talk, so you know, life is good. <laughs> <laughs> it is noon. I'm a little hungry. 
What are we talking about today, Erica Davis? And Herod, we are talking about queerness, right? We are talking about queerness. I think we're more talking about like identities and working with identities versus like thinking you're um, thinking you're trained to work with identities versus like mm-hmm. identity. So this is coming out of like, I'll give some backstory. Yeah. Erica and I are both, you know, obviously on a lot of um, queer, uh, not queer, doula Facebook groups. Um, and there's in the, there's inevitably always a post that is asking for queer birth workers um, to work with queer families. And Erica and I um, have kind of gotten really like tired of seeing people being queer friendly um Mm. in their responses right like i'm not a queer person but i'm queer friendly um responding to very clear asks for queer birth workers Um, Mm -hmm. and i and i think that part of the conversation that we've had that i think is important to name is like there is also like there are also queer people who don't necessarily live the daily structural um, marginalization of being queer, right? Um, mm-hmm. People who exist in like straight appearing relationships um, or are in a straight relationship, even if they are queer. Mm-hmm. And and even those people responding with like, I'm prepared to work with queer people. It's like, okay. And do is you your really- marriage going to be, is your marriage right. going to be dissolved? <laughs> <laughs> hence why our work not, is, hence why the conversation is um pertinent to this um and i would say that i just heartily laughed and i'm not laughing at people's and Ingherd and i are not talking about questioning people's identities right. as queer people we are just naming that just like there is nuance in everything there's nuanced difference to inherit and I's relationships where we are in relation, we are, I've reclaimed lesbian as I know, a 41 year old. Um, so I am a lesbian and I am in a relationship with another lesbian. Right. And um, so that is different than if I claimed to be, not claimed to be, because that's also sounds fucked up. If I identify as someone who is queer but my partner, my primary partner who I'm really in relationship with, who I'm married to, is a cisgendered man. Right. And, yeah. and again, I think like what Erica is saying, right? Like we're not trying to say that your identities are not valid, but it's just the like real lived experience that I think when queer people are asking for queer doulas, they are wanting to know that people are in their space with the real lived experience mm-hmm. that they understand what it means to be in a room with where your partner is questioned. Like, who are you? What are you doing mm-hmm. here? Are you the, are mm-hmm. you the sister? Right? Like that they want doulas who understand from lived experience, the like real threats of not being able to go into your wife's, surgery like surgery birth Mm -hmm. the fear like the fear of not being allowed in right or 
Um, and like Mis- the really big one, the misgendering, yes. you know, and I would say just very personally, and I say this a lot, like, because I'm a lesbian doesn't mean I'm the best person to work with a trans person or a non-binary Absolutely. person. Like I was just at a birth where the person who gave birth it identifies as a non-binary person, but because that is not my lived experience, because that is not how I see the world as quote unquote inclusive and infirm- affirming as I'd like to think I am. Right. I misgendered this person a lot. And mm-hmm. like, you know, and I think it was probably a little bit harder because of COVID. This was the first time I'd actually met them face to face and like seen their body. And like my, 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 um, the, programming that I have in the world tells me that that someone with this body is this is is this and that is the programming that I that I that we all get and it's the it's work of undoing that programming so if I'm fucking up as a lesbian working with a person who's non-binary giving birth and I've misgendered this person right how is someone who doesn't have like you know what I mean like if I can fuck up (laughs) Everybody right. can fuck up. Right. But I know how you know it how feels. you could fuck up. Mm-hmm. And I know how it feels to to have my relationship dismissed or my partner dismissed mm-hmm. because of who she is. And therefore mm-hmm. it feels important for me to like have someone who doesn't just share my identity but has the same lived experience for me Mm -hmm. so 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 that is the distinction that Angherd and I are talking about Mm -hmm. yep yeah I mean yeah it's just so it just feels like I guess as a queer person like reading those posts of like I'm queer friendly Mm -hmm. really feels like a dismissal of what we're of what those queer people Mm -hmm. are asking for right it feels like a total like I'm just gonna neglect what because I'm gonna neglect what you're asking for because I need clients yeah and I don't think that that feels it that is what it is like I know it feels that Mm -hmm. way and that's the words you're using but that's what it is it's a complete dismissal therefore a complete just disregard disregard and disrespect for the person's needs and identities over like your profit right because if if I am a queer doula and I am saying like let's be real it was something that I posted that I am saying I'm looking for a queer support person for these queer people and people who come in say I'm queer friendly. Like you have, you've disregarded and disrespected me as a person with this ask, but more importantly, the family that I'm trying to serve who is looking specifically for this, because honestly, as queer people, as a lesbian in a lesbian relationship for you as a queer person in a queer relationship, our lived experience is being needing to do this extra work when you're a straight person or if you're in a relationship with straight privilege you don't have to do the extra work of seeking out care that's affirming for you and if i'm seeking out that care for someone and then you come with me at like well i identify this way even though i have a husband who's cis like you've you've put the needs of this client above you put your financial needs above the needs of this client. And therefore, why would I think that that was a good match? And also you're like making Erica do more work. 
like having to like totally. sort through <laughs> having to sort through the posts, right? Like if it were only five <laughs> queer people who responded, then it would Great. be a really easy copy and paste. But now yeah. I have to like scroll down on my page and like really look into who you are to like and know legit, if you're a good fit. It, and legit inherited, like when I sent the email to these to these lesbians yeah. who were looking for queer people, I had to I literally said, This person identifies as queer, but this person myself is like like right. so that and, they knew. Right. Right. Like so this, this is what you're getting into. As, yeah, because I mean, because these people are people I love and care for and I mean and and wanted to make sure that they had a really good experience hiring a doula like you know when you're a marginalized person and you're looking for a doula like you already have like your choices slashed right the more marginalization yeah yeah. no you go yeah the more marginalization no I was gonna say the more marginalizations you have the more slashing that happens right so and me as a responsible person in the community trying to serve people in the community it's my job to make sure these people are going to be safe for the families that we're hoping to serve. I mean, it would be the same thing as, you know, it would be the same thing as a white doula being like, I'm black friendly. Like you're not black. (laughs) Like we're not looking like we're looking for a BIPOC individual. Like we're not looking for white people who like, like black people. Right. Like, Like not the same thing, and like, and and, and, and you, there would be and an when uproar. You say it like, right? And when you say it like that, it's absurd, right? Like, but you know that if like, that was what was posted, all these white doulas would be like, "That's not okay." Yeah, right. Like yes. it's, and I like, don't get me wrong, right? Like, marginalization and like the oppression of Black people is like way beyond and way more damaging and hella more traumatic for so many more years than queer people, right? And queer people have experienced their own trauma. Queer people have been marginalized, right? So like, I'm not trying to equate that they're like exactly the same, but I think if we're like looking at, if we want to compare, like that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it sounds like when you're saying that. Like, just like, you know, when you're saying I'm queer friendly, like, would you say I'm black friendly? Right. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh like we're looking for a BIPOC individual well I'm not black but I'm black friendly <laughs> I've been trained on how to work with black people I've been trained on blacks <laughs> I took no black you would not say that <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> I mean and, it, and the thing is is that we're laughing because it's so absurd absurd and sad like Like we're laughing because it's sad it's it's sad it's it's incredibly hurtful and I think that you know I think on one hand people are trying to like you know inherit and I if you are if you are someone who's like listened to any of our podcasts like inherit and I have been over this this conversation so many times and I think it needs to be gone over and turned over and, and looked at from different perspectives because of how important it is it's important to respect like that's like for me that's the number one rule of being a birth worker is that you are like meeting the people where they are and you're like Mm -hmm. listening to them like you're Mm -hmm. listening and you're identifying what they need and what their Mm -hmm. needs are and like changing yourself to like you would never like 
I mean, I would hope that you would never like put your opinion on someone as a birth Mm -hmm. worker. Like you, so, so if you can't do the first step in honoring who the person is, like, why move forward? I don't know. Right. I mean, it's, you, you said it, but it's the same conversation as like, having the word like inclusive inclusive and like anti-racist on your on your website with like bodies of black and brown people and like queer people and then like not knowing how to do the work with them or like not doing your own individual work around racism Mm -hmm. around you know transphobia and um, heterosexism and like all of these things like if you're not gonna walk the walk then like don't talk the talk yeah and it's okay to be who you are like it's okay to exist as you are with who you are and knowing that like you cannot serve everybody right like erica knows she can't serve trans people i know i can't serve trans people to the best like to the best of you know like care that they could possibly need that's okay that's okay there are trans people are trans doulas in the pacific northwest in other parts of the country like seek them out for sure give them money <laughs> for sure and it's just you know i think that the thing that i that we're both saying is over that it, over it's just over. over and over is that it's just it's not safe yes and beyond that it's actually harmful right um Ugh. and you know and kind of manipulative in my opinion because like if you are claiming to be to take on it that sounds fucked up um yeah i can't finish that statement (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm gonna gonna take that back in all right all right we say this with all the love sweet listeners we say this with like the room and space for learning and growth and we don't mean to be attacked we're not we are not being attacking we are being educational um if this sits uncomfortably with you question why like why is this uncomfortable for you to hear um Mm -hmm. or if you're feeling defensive like think about that yep yep because i do think that there is I don't think that there is mal intent. I don't think that people no. are being purposefully harmful. I think that, you know, if your identity as a queer person is new and you're exploring it and you're, and you're figuring out what that means and like, it may feel good to just like claim in a public space that you're yeah. queer. Yeah. And maybe, and, and like, you know, that's okay. I'm glad that you like, did that and like maybe, maybe when it's yeah oh you see I was gonna I was gonna keep saying things that I shouldn't say I was just gonna say maybe if it's about serving other people then that's not the space to be declarative about your own identity there you go there like you declare go. it somewhere else yeah go on tinder and let everyone know on tinder that you're hella gay <laughs> Or, like, it was National Coming Out Day and, like, come out. Yeah. If you want, you know, I don't, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> and I think, I love it, Erica. 
you should see me like I'm literally like just like pursing my lips and like not saying the things that I want to say. I know I can imagine it. I can't wait till we're done with this call so I can talk to you about it. But this is Erica this is our podcast say the things you want to say people are coming here to hear your voice. None of those people came out on coming out day. (laughs) Great. I also didn't Ah! come out on coming out day because I come out all the fucking time and I was like don't need it. Don't need this day. Hey, why do you come out? Why do you have to come out all the time? Because, because Fem invisibility. Because <laughs> fem invisibility, and because like mm-hmm. people, because it's a constant thing, right? Like every it time I say my wife around new people, mm-hmm. I'm coming out, right? Every time I go to Yo, a new oh, care provider sure. and I say yep. my wife, or like yeah, whatever, we're coming out, and it's just. I mean, walking down the street holding her hand is a coming out, right? It's like, it's not just a one-time activity. Exactly. Thank you. And like, that is an everyday, right? It's an everyday thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like it is, it is. And I think that, you know, again, we're not comparing (laughs) apples to oranges. Like this is all fruit, right? Like I get to walk through the world. Like there's certain things that you get to hide, right? Right. Like, I don't ever get to hide the fact that I'm black, but I could choose because of the way that I present in the world because of femme invisibility, because of our preconceived notions of what a woman and a man look like and what gay people look like and what gay people look like. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I could choose to not come out. Right. Right. I mean, I grew out my hair and all of a sudden I was invisible and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Your hair's so dreamy, though. It's amazing. And I was a babe with short hair. So, I I mean, you're a looking babe. You're so queer looking. Yeah. Like, would I have identified you as queer like so many years ago at that training if you had long flowing hair? Right. Like, yeah. So, like, the thing is, is that, like, I don't get to in the world at dinner with my wife or grocery shopping with my wife. Right. Be protected in my gayness because I'm holding the hand of a cis, cis man. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. My queerness is something that like, you know, we, I have to mm-hmm. explain when mm-hmm. I'm on the phone with someone who isn't looking at my medical chart and I'm talking about fertility and they're asking me and when my husband's coming to, do, to give a donation. Right. It's something that I have to do when I'm adding a utility and they ask if I want to put someone on it and they're say your husband's name. Right. It's something, it's something that we have to do as lesbians, as queer people um, all the time, all the time when we want to, and we, we don't want to. Mm-hmm. And for me, it feels icky. Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever not come out is when it felt unsafe. Yep. Right. So like, you know, when I was in the middle East and um, a cabbie asked me if I'm married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My wife's name all of a sudden is Michael. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's, no, there's, yeah. there's, but, th- but there's no, you know, for queer people, the, the reason this is so important and the reason that we seek out people who are like us and who have experiencing like us is because like, if you've not had to hide your identity as like a straight person, mm-hmm. like you've never would have to do that because that is the norm. The norm right. is straight. Mm-hmm. So if you identify as queer, but your life looks straight, then you are the norm. So unless like 
every time you're having a conversation, you're like, well, this is my husband, but I identify as a queer person. <laughs> right. Like, but you're not going to do that. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make it ridiculous and absurd because like that is because, because it is, it is. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why the absurdity is why it's like so vitally important for people to have the care that they need. And if you're going to consider yourself an affirming and inclusive person, then that means that you're going to still put the person's needs above your, you're going to read the fucking Facebook post and like Mm -hmm. see what they're asking for. We're not asking for queer friendly providers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I still go back to like, if you're putting queer bodies and black bodies on your page and you're white and you're not queer, I still am like, why? Right. Why? Right. You can say that you're anti-racist and that you aim to serve, have an affirming practice without like putting, pimping out the pictures. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it's so confusing to me. I agree. So confusing. So, dear listeners, make it really not confusing for us and just don't. Don't. Because, like, the thing, and And if you do, like, what's your intention? Why? Yeah, yeah. Because this is the last thing I'll say is that, like, marginalized, like I said, marginalized people already have so many things slashed. Like, woman finding a black provider i will tell you next to impossible i'm trying to find a black therapist with the like the quote-unquote credentials that i want my therapist to have in the state of washington really fucking hard right right? Mm -hmm. so i so like i'm seeking these people out if i'm seeking out care that's inclusive to me like there's a handful of like black queer doulas. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I have a client that says they want a black queer doula, right. They want a black queer doula. Right. <laughs> they don't want I have a, a white, client that says they want a, queer, a white mm-mm. straight friend, black and queer friendly doula. <laughs> no, like I literally just had, I just have these clients who are women of color and like things happened in their birth that, that they were not surrounded by who they wanted. And like one of them said, they were like, Erica, I just don't want another white person telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I like, you know, like I am working my ass off to find them a provider who is like a woman of color. And like, you know, people are saying I'm full, I'm booked. I can only do in office. And I'm like, look, <laughs> you need to do <laughs> this. this. Is yep. I can't send another white person to these people. Yeah. So like, that's how important yeah. it is that this person who is postpartum and not well is like, knows themselves so much and knows their experience so much that they're sick of white people telling them what to do. Yep. <sighs> so yes, listener, if you're a doula and you're trying to serve people, like I would say like, 
you, you, we're not saying don't take the anti-racism training because we need you there. We need you in the room when someone says I'm looking for a queer doula or I'm looking for a doula of color or whatever. And the, the white folks are coming in. I, there's nothing I appreciate more than white, white birth workers sticking their necks out. Like I'm on a doula, like one of the doula pages, I think doula talk, like somebody is posting that they want to, I saw that. Yeah. And like, nothing makes me happier than white people being like, I mean, granted, there's a million people that are like, get it from Mexico, get it from Mexico and everything in my black body wants to be like just because you're getting it from Mexico doesn't mean that you're doing the work of learning about this thing that doesn't belong to you but there's a few white people on that post who are like I just like to say that do the work (laughs) blah 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 do the work and like that is what I would empower you to do is like white people listening to this hoping to be anti-racist and affirming of queer people is to stick your neck out there stick yourself out there put yourself in the quote unquote line of fire and be like hey white person here I'm noticing or hey straight person here I'm noticing on this thread Eric has asked for a queer doula and a lot of people are saying they're queer friendly like that is something that you can do with like the work that you're doing and the and the, the the jump to be more uh, inclusive and to be more affirming I love you Erica to do that. Like everybody oh, listen to Erica Davis no oh, thanks I mean you're just like because that's you know give her your money everybody that feels good. Yeah. You know, I like reading that shit. Yeah, you're like, get it. You know, like, you're like I didn't have to do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, nothing makes me happier than, like, white people sticking their head out and being, like, their necks out and being, like, hey, what you're doing, a fellow white person, is, like, okay. problematic, and this is why. Yeah. That's better than being, like, <laughs> slapping black people on your website or queer people and being, like, I'm inclusive. Right. Because that's just, uh, what is that? What is that word? That's just performative. performative. <laughs> You're not doing the work. Mm-mm. On that note. Not at all. Erica Davis. Yes, I'm here. Where can people find you so they can pay you money? Okay, so this is so exciting. Tell me everything. My childhood <laughs> educator training is almost full shut up registration is going to close on november 1st whoa there's a closing so, date there is a closing date because i need to get like Dang. stuff needs to get mailed out yeah, i, I need to that. like have all my materials read or so closing let's say the first week of november but you can still register if you want to it is four hundred dollars and it is nine weeks. Amazing. There are three amazing teachers, guest teachers. One of them is the one and only da, 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 da. <laughs> The other one is Davina Simmons, uh, which is amazing. Spoon. And the third, I can't announce yet because they haven't confirmed. Uh, but if they do, I'll be I can't so wait to hear. fucking pumped and so like honored that they would choose to like amazing be in my I can't training. wait to hear so fingers crossed that they say yes okay um but yeah it's four hundred dollars it's nine weeks um it's gonna be amazing whole body pregnancy I'm super pumped about it um and the educator training is sort of like we're spending a lot of time talking about like how we put people first yeah and how we really approach childbirth education from a holistic point yes. of view that centers our families Ugh. And the point is, is that like, it, it's not about us spewing out shit that we think we know. It's about us like 
providing information so that our, our families can make informed, educated information and um, decisions and that so they can like start changing the system that wasn't designed for them anyway and start like putting the power back in their hands and like taking it away from the system that they're in. Why are you so So I'm super pumped about it. Thanks. So there's that. And then you can find all of my offerings at wholebodypregnancy.com. You can find me on Instagram at wholebodypregnancy. Um, You're doing an amazing postpartum class. Yes. Thank you, Ingherd. There is a postpartum class at the end of November. Um, and it's really just for folks who are pregnant to think about postpartum. That's amazing. And I know that sounds really really simple but it's not like postpartum tends to hit people like a ton of fucking bricks and the point of the class is that like if you've made a registry for your baby if you've decorated your nursery if you have all the gadgets like my question is like what are you going to do like when the baby's there like who's going to support you and like how can we plan for your postpartum god we are so lucky to have you erica davis Thanks, Ingherd. What's going on with you, Dr. Ingherd? I mean, not yet, but master. Almost. I'm not going to be a doctor. I'll just be a master. No PhD here. Um, uh, yeah, just really focusing heavy on school right now. Started taking therapy clients. So that has taken up a lot of my time. Um, yeah, That's super awesome. exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm not doing births anymore, but I'm still available for my parenthood support. So for the long-term support that I give folks, um, and I'm doing some life doula, I'm supporting people through some life doula services and, uh, potentially I have some spots for some more life doula services and, um, yeah, I'm just kind of chugging my way through school and seeing how everything else unfolds around it. Um, which is kind of nice to really just focus on a schooling right now. But you mm-hmm. can find me and can we just- get all my notes at Inherit uh, Hollingworth on Instagram and inheritholingworth.com. Can we just? Can we also just note that Inherit and I both are not doing births anymore? I know, right? And maybe one of the the reasons that we are having this conversation again is because we're trying to find clues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, you're the best. Okay. Thanks for talking to me. You're the best. Hope you have a good a good week and a good month. And that's the Thank same you. for you, listeners. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Doulas Talk. Be sure to like and share and spread the love. Just like peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) We'll talk to you next month for another unscripted, unfiltered, slightly edited Two Doulas Talk. Bye. Bye.